affliction. Endure affliction. Be worn down to all things. Endure afflictions. It's part of it. Do the work of an evangelist. Make the Bible says to endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and to make full proof of thy ministry. So the first is to what endure. Be diligent. Watch down in all things. Be watchful. And endure afflictions. Let's continue reading. Second that's second Timothy three. The verse verse nine, eight. Um now as as Janus and, and Jambres with withstood Moses, so do these resist. <clears throat> what are we talking about? In Ezra 7, uh, the verse 11, who are those that actually uh, withstood Moses? <clears throat> who are those who withstood Moses? Jambres, Korath, Abiram, and Dathan. They withstood into office and Joshua was called into office. Why? The fact that why was Gehazi? Why was Gehazi not given the oil of his master? Now I want to read this to you. So um, in Exodus 7-11, the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magician of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantment. For they cast down every man's rod, their rod. Now, we had a rod of truth. The rod of truth. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 11, and they shall come forth a rod, see, a rod out of the stem of Jesse. And that's Jesus, the rod. The rod is the truth. It says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So I'm the way. How do I fulfill my ministry? I'm the way. Now look at this. So, those who withstood him happens to be jammers and janets. Now what they do they tried to imitate or mimic the truth. They tried. They tried to mimic the truth. Perform something close to. Something like it is not like it. God has not said maybe, maybe, precisely, absolute. real let's continue now the bible says men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the failing shall be manifested unto all men as theirs also was as the the, the works of janus and then and jamres were seen as the serpent of pharaoh not the serpent of um or the rod within the serpent the serpent of uh, that came from the rod of Aaron, swallowed all other serpents. So the truth shall swallow or every lie. Now look at this. Father, we thank you. Verse 10. But thou hast fully known. 
you are fully know my doctrine, my, 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 my manner of life, understand? My manner of life, purpose, faith. Wow. A man of God must have a doctrine. Wow. A man of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love or charity, patience, which came unto me at Antioch and at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions persecutions which I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer afflictions. So the Bible says to endure afflictions. How can a man of God be saying, ah, this person has been talking about me, I don't like it. It means you've been called by your not interested yet. You have to start growing. You have to suffer afflictions. The Bible says, everyone that has, everyone, you know, naturally lives godly, a godly life, must go through afflictions. It is not true that people suffer for the wrong that they've done. No. In Christ, when God calls you and He chooses you, many are called, but few are chosen. Afflictions will begin. How do you know you've begun a ministry in the Lord? You can have the gift of right. But when does it become a ministry? As you a place time for a purpose right people to work with people to serve people who may instruct you you need instruction you need instruction in the holy ghost so god allows you to go through all this sometimes the man of god that you expect to be kind to you will be persecuting you how ready are you to go through the persecutions how ready are you? How ready are you? Now, so the Bible says this. The book of Peter, right? Father, we thank you. First Peter 2. Now look at this. So I want to start from the verse um, 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers, why we are not of this world, we are strange. Though we reign, we are called to influence the world, we are the light of the world, but in the salt of the earth, we give influence, we persuade men. Influence, persuasion. We persuade and instruct, that's influence. But the thing is, we are not of this world. Let's continue. Though we persuade them as we influence, we persuade them. It says we are strangers and pilgrims. Why? We are on a journey to somewhere. We are going somewhere. We are not of this world. We are pilgrims. Let's follow. Let's follow. Abstain from soul. What was against the soul are uh, the fleshly lust. That what you do, you do to satisfy and gratify the flesh. You are building a soul in the flesh. 
Let's continue. Then it says, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, now look at this, they may by your good works which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Well, submit yourself to every ordinance or what have you. Good, 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 good. Now let, let's look at this. How quiet. How do we silence the unbeliever? Or those who, don't, who do not know the truth. Look at the verse 15. For this is the will. This is the will of God that with well doing ye may put to silence the ignorance. You see, they lack the truth. Ignorance of what foolish men. <laughs> Any man that lies the truth is unwise. Is a foolish man. Anyone that seeks to put the Bible aside, why? Um, put something there. I want to take you to you know First Corinthians two. Let me define fully. Now look at it. First. Corinthians 2, the verse 4. And my speech and my preaching uh -huh, was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. They had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. They hid the truth. Now let's continue. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. See, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Men's wisdom is, see, deficient. It's bereft of the truth, the revelation of God's mind. God's, they lack the will of God in all their calculations, all their expressions. So it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in what? The power of God. So, the truth is the power of God. God, the truth is God's wisdom, God's idea. Whereas, you have to walk in foolishness. In fulfilling your ministry, you have to walk in truth. So what God says, the testimony of God concerning where you are now is the truth. What must I do? The scriptures can guide you. And that's the truth. Now, so the Bible says that your feet will not stand in, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How will we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? See the word again, tell you. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this, of this world, which comes to not. But we speak, wisdom, we, we speak the wisdom of God in a hidden, you see, hidden truth. That's why they cannot accept those things. No, 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 I don't want to listen to this. No. Can, you, can we just talk about ourselves? Let, let's leave the word of God. Let's see the power of God. That's foolishness. We're talking about making full proof, you know, a full proof of that ministry, full proof of the call of God upon your life. And I said, we have to walk in truth, living by the truth. Now, so it says that by doing this, um, man walks in foolishness. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world, before the world began unto our glory, for our own glory. So to say, uh, let me leave the word of God and tackle, is to say, let me use my own strength in doing this. And by strength shall no man prevail. 
First Samuel 2 verse 9. By strength shall praise the Lord. Let's continue. So, in chapter 2 of First Peter, um, the Bible says to silence you know, wicked men or foolish men. Those, the ignorance of foolish men, once they lack the information, the knowledge of God's word, they are foolish men. Look at it. A fool despises God's word. Only a fool. The tree will say, Opasia, your master now up, you see. And your master now up, we. Anyone that actually um, um, denies the truth. Anyone that rejects the word of God is a fool. A fool says there's no God. So the fool that says so. And a fool rejects the power of God. Look at this. As free not using your liberty for, for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servant of God. Honor men, neighbor. I want to look at this from the, the verse 19. Oh, let's start verse, from, from verse 18. We're talking about enduring, enduring affliction. That's the truth. A pastor to tell you that, Charlie, you're not a fool. I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> from them. You're not, Charlie, don't you have wisdom? And I tell him, um, I'm applying wisdom. The word of God is my wisdom. How do I fight back? How do I actually justify it to prove a point? One thing is sure, that I make a full proof of my ministry. One thing is sure. And now, Apostle Paul says to fight a good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life. Then again he says, I'm ready to be offered. My time is at hand. He says so. To be offered, to be poured out, to be offered. I fought a good fight of faith. I fought a good fight. I've held on to eternal life. I have actually kept the faith. That's what he says. For a good fight. Let's continue. Second Peter 2, the verse 19, 18. Seven, be subject to your own masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, not only those who are good and very gentle. I have a friend who is so gentle and good, so I love him. So, uh, no, no, no. Don't do it. Not only to the good and to the gentle, but also to the good. Those masters who are some way, God says to honor them as well. Let's continue. For this is time worthy if a man for conscience towards God endures what? Grief. If for conscience towards God, in the verse 19, all we are doing, one day we shall stand before Jesus and shall say, thank you. Why? Because we represented him in the earth. We did so much for him. Thou good and faithful servant. So he says, this is so thankworthy of us. Why do we just for ourselves? We don't want to thank of God. We want to receive honor from men. He says, for this, this, for this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God, that he thinks of God's thanks, endures grief, suffering wrongfully. That means God expects us to suffer wrongfully. 
and not to get angry at those who actually made it happen to us. Wow, Father, we are learning. He says in the verse 20 that, for what glory is it if when you be buffeted, when you are actually beaten or you are corrected, you are rebuked, you are insulted for your fault, if truly you have done something wrong and you have been beaten. That's not what he's talking about. You shall take it patiently. If truly you did the wrong thing, you will accept the punishment. So what if you have not done anything wrong and you are being punished? That's where the ministry begins. And making a foolproof of that ministry. Abide in truth. And the Bible says that in the last days, many shall not abide in the sound doctrine. They shall not actually listen to this. No, they cannot tell me this. Tell this to the marriage. No, 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 not me, not me. You can't say this to me. No, no, no. I'm not a fool. You're actually a fool. For accepting the gospel in the first place, you're a fool. And God chooses the foolishness of this world to confine the wives. Why will God use you to confine the wives? He says, For what glory is it if, when ye be perfected for your fault, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, then, see, this is acceptable with God. So God accepts us only when we are and we give our full consent to the ministry why aren't we being called by accepting to suffer wrongfully for something I didn't do I know nothing about this thing yet I'm being punished for it <laughs> a pastor I know um, I did the wrong thing as a pastor I did the wrong thing he actually did the wrong thing. He tried to outsmart his family. Something that was sold at 30 Ghana cities. The man of God went ahead to say it is 60. And he went to buy 20 pieces of that. And so when the time came for the payment, and they bought that even on credit. Funny enough. They paid they made small if they fed a small payment, they, they paid small amount left with the the, the, the the chunk to be paid. And because he was not around, so he disposed, another person was sent to go and pay. And when the person went there, listen to this. It was far less what he mentioned. And of course, he had bargained to us well. But what did he come to do? Okay. And when he was found. The truth was found, was discovered, I got to know of it. And I told him, I called him and told him, brother, um, days and days is what has happened. And so you've lost the trust of the family. You better rewrite your story. That's the best thing to do. He went to church to preach on Sunday and he began. I didn't mean imagine, are you really a man of God? If you have not done it and they said you've done it, thank God. That is the ministry into which you've been called. The ministry to which you've been called is to suffer afflictions. The Bible says that if any man will serve God, see, will serve the Lord godly, he shall suffer afflictions, persecutions. So if you are running away from this, what again do you want? Are you really called of God? Yes. 
But have you been sent by God? No, you've not been sent by God. You have to die to solve. You have to die to solve. You have to die to solve. Now, so the Bible says, For when you have not done anything wrong and you have been punished for that, that is when you are actually worthy of, you are worthy of, of things, of praise, of reward from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, so it says, look at it, verse 20. For what glory is it if when ye be perfected for your fault, ye take it patiently? But this guy did not take it patiently. He rather became angry with the one that actually and even told me and also became angry at the one that actually went to pay the money and discovered that and returned the money to the family. Are you okay? See, is he okay? Or is she okay? As a man of God or as a woman of God. Instead of him to feel ashamed, call and apologize, he had the effort to get angry, flare up, go to church and be saying, feel with a voice as if the guy was crying. Are you a boy of God or a man of God? Crying? For what reason? Because someone spoke against you or leveled a child, a child. something you, you did, but you were just exposed. Let's continue. The Bible says, if you suffer for it when you have done the right thing, you've done well and you suffer for it, it says, and you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Look at the four. Even here unto where he called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us example that he should follow his steps. So we are to follow the steps of Jesus. Why must you complain that I don't know what is happening to me? I don't know. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. It's part of the ministry, part of the call of God. Anytime you're not going through afflictions, start feeling sorry for yourself. Ask the God, why? Why? Have you rejected me or what? Because so long as you start growing, you go through this process afflictions I have suffered betrayals severally severally people I train are raised up but it's all part of the calling of God God is actually testing how I react and I, I never fought any of them whenever they whenever they they come to me for direction for they submit to me for correction or what have you or for the views of God, the view of God concerning a matter, a subject matter, I answered gladly. See? So that is what you call to do. Now let's look at what Apostle Paul means by enduring afflictions in the book of Philippians. Philippians 3. Now look at this. Philippians 3, the verse. So from the verse 4, so let me start from verse 3, right, verse 3. For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We are of the circumcision that worship God in spirit 
And again, I have no confidence. Says and rejoice in Christ Jesus. We rejoice in tribulation. We rejoice, saying, "Have no confidence in the flesh." Continue with me. Though I might be, I might also have confidence in the flesh. Though I have some things to, to show for. If any other man think that he has whereof he may he may trust or might trust or boast in the flesh, I the more have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin. And each and Hebrew of the Hebrews are touching the law. I was a Pharisee. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. I was a Pharisee concerning the law, concerning zeal. Ah, my zeal. I was even persecuting the church. He went the extra mile, touching the righteousness which is of the law, blameless. Concerning the things the law, as the law specifies, clearly delineated that thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not do this, blameless. But with, look at it. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. The thing that I gained in the flesh, the thing that I actually garnered as, as my, my, my defense in the flesh, that shows how strong I am. That shows um, the things that show how strong I am. That shows my past, my strength. In order to fulfill your ministry, God will break you down. He will, will allow you to empty yourself of all those things a place of self-denial to reject all those things the knowledge of sciences so you can depend on him solely let's continue say circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of Hebrews and touching the law blameless Concerning zeal, I was persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is of the law, and blameless. That's what Apostle Paul is saying, very blameless. But what things were gained to me, though I counted loss. Look at it. But what 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 things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things. You know, I can count them, but all loss for Christ. Look at it, all loss. For the excellence of the knowledge of, of God. So to, to fully actualize my ministry, I have to count certain things as loss, as dank. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. So you must be deprived of certain things. In fulfilling your call, you must be deprived of friends. Deprived of your comfort, deprived of some privilege that you have, you have to be cheap, you have to be separated by God. He separates you for that ministry. Until you are consecrated, God will never use you. The Bible says, If a man therefore should purge himself from these, he will become a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. Set apart a meat for the master's use, required unto every good work. Now, Saul, so it says, Yea, 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 doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them, but thank that I may win Christ, that I may win Christ. I count the battles done. They are nothing to me. Those, those things which were something or that mattered, to me they are done. 
for the excellency of the knowledge of God, that I may know Him, I have to come some things. Let us thank. They don't matter. And being found in Him, not have my own righteousness, which is by the law, but but that which is through faith of Christ Jesus, the righteous which is of God by faith. That I may know him. I want to make a full proof. That I may know Christ. I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Being made conformable unto his death. I must be conformed. That I may know him. How do I know him? The power of his resurrection. Uh-huh. The fellowship. You see, the word for fellowship means to share. The sharing of the suffering of Christ. The fellowship of his suffering. Sufferings. And being made conformable unto his death, I have to, come, I have to be conformed to his death. One with him. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Wow. Look at the verse 12. Verse 12. Not as though I had already attained. No, 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 no. I think there are levels of every calling. As you graduate, God leads you on. It gives you higher responsibility. Higher responsibility until you get there. Not as though I had already attained. Either we're already, we're already perfect. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that which for, that for which also I am apprehended by Christ Jesus. Christ has me. Jesus has me, and I must also hold on to the work whereunto he has called me. How do I do that? I have to be able to endure afflictions, for they are part of the ministry. Any man of God without afflictions, mind you, you are not in for it. When you matter so much in the spirit, when you matter so much, you wreak havoc to the kingdom of hell, they will fight you. They will fight you. All that God wants you to do is to stand strong. Depend on the word. Pray more. You can turn to him for, you see, in prayer, for help. As your only source. You have to break from, from yourself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You have to break from yourself. Pride. This is what I am, this is what I believe, this is what I do. He will make sure you break. He breaks you or he breaks you. All the capabilities of your human dependence will be dashed. The family shall give up on you. Places you could go for help, stop. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 17, in John 21, in, in, in Proverbs 21, God actually weighs the heart. He tries the heart in Jeremiah 17. In Proverbs 16, see, God weighs, see, he, he, he put this, the heart on a scale to weigh it. So it says that though I, I have my degree, though I have this, though I have this diploma, though I have that, you have to lay them aside to pursue. There has to be a focus. 
Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but, that, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling. I have to fulfill my ministry. I have to press toward the mark. What has God called me to do? I have to press. And pressing connotes, you see, exertion of force. I have to go through it. The thick and thin, press toward the mark. I have to keep pushing. Though I'm battered, I, I, I get beaten up, I, I, go, I go through this stress and what have you, I must not give up. I have to press towards the mark for the price of the high calling. There's a high price to, to pay for every call, every ministry. The call of God on your life is by grace, very divine. But there's a price to pay to make a full proof of a ministry. One of such is living in the truth or living by the truth. And that is what? To suffer affliction. Understand that it's part of, part of your work. Part of your calling to suffer affliction. In the same book of Philippians, let me read to you Philippians 1. Philippians 1. The verse 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on his name, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. To suffer for Christ. To make a full proof of ministry, you must suffer for Christ. What are you going through? <clears throat> what are your persecutions? What are you being persecuted for? Daniel was persecuted because he prayed. Because of his fellowship with God, he got persecuted. You don't need to do anything evil to be persecuted. All you need to do is to just have a focus on life. Have a ministry. And the devil will always come after you. One thing I know for sure that is that God jealously guards his servant. He keeps his servant. He keeps them. Praise the Lord. So we've been called to, to follow after. After the call of God upon our lives. We've been called to follow the call of God. How do I make a full proof of my ministry? One, I've told you. Know it. And again, I told you to have focus. Today, I'm telling you to live in truth and by the truth. Where has God called you? What is your ministry? Where is it? Ministry is so broad that, see, you should know what exactly God has called you to do so that you can say, I'm making progress. What has he called you to do? What has God called you for? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pressed over the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. all the mark for the price of the high calling. There's a price to pay and you need to press, you need to push. 
Now, when the call of God began to work in his life, when God chose the man of God, Moses, look at it. It happened that this was calling. He saw the taskmasters actually bullying, bullying, bullying um, the seed of Abraham. And that's a Jew. And he went in as a mediator, as, as a settler of the dispute, he ended up killing someone. He had to run away. It's all part of God's plan. He had to run from his comfort zone. Leave his comfort zone. God let him fall. To the wilderness. In Exodus 3, let me show you. This guy went there and make a meaning to the call of God on his life. He had a press. He became a shepherd. Exodus 3. Now, from verse 1, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his, his father-in-law. He became a shepherd. The priest of Midian, and he led a flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even on to Herod. To, to Herod. During that time, he didn't know. But then, he had to take them to the desert. And that, um, he also had to take a nap or maybe, you know, walk around or what have you. And the bush was not consumed. You know, And Moses said, I will now tear it aside. I will turn aside. Somebody needs to turn aside from the world. Turn aside from the things we know already. If you don't turn, God will turn you. He will turn people against you. And you look elsewhere. Look at it. God called us to ministry and having begun something, we met with people the devil came in the weakling we know the devil the weakling came in with some form of strength just after the program we had issues what was god calling on us for for prayer to come to a place of prayer for power so moses said let me you know i i he said, I decide why the bush is not bent. So you need to turn away. And when the Lord saw that the, he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the sea, where he realized the full potential, the full calling of God. When, turn away from your comfort zone. Turn your face away from people. Turn away from places. In the year that Kinosea died, Isaiah saw the vision of the Lord when he died. Turn away from some people. Turn away from that habit to see the call of God upon your life. That you can make a full proof of the call of God. Turn, you have to turn away. So this guy turned away. The foot over there connotes walking, where to walk. So the Bible says, the Lord said unto, and the Lord saw, when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, God called in verse 4, right? Verse 5, God, God said, draw, and he said, draw it not nigh either, for the place where I understand is holy ground. So you have to remove some shoes. Old habits. Old shoes. 
the same shoe that the guy crossed the Jordan with. Father, thank you. There are sacrifices that we have to make to realize our, our, our calling in God. The man turned aside. There are, you have to turn aside from people. Jesus called some people, right? And he started making excuses in Luke 9. Oh, I have this to do. So no one putting their hand to the plow, looking back, his feet for the kingdom. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. And now, God said, draw not now. Do not come closer. Unless you see, to, see, unless you start pushing. Remove your sandals. The shoes off your feet. It's time for a change. To make the full proof, maybe you are still connected to some people. Turn aside. Turn away from all men and look up to God. Put on the shoes. Put off the shoes. To walk your high places in, in ministry, you must know to remove those shoes for the price of the high calling. There's a price to pay. Are you willing to let your friends go? What you love so much go that your family will betray you. Are you ready for that? Endure afflictions. Praying for the grace of God. Praying for that grace to be able to endure, to stand strong. That you, you see, you can be bold enough to turn aside. Moses said, I have to. He said to himself, I have to turn aside. Until you turn aside, you cannot see the very goodies in the kingdom. You cannot see the treasures. You cannot grow in your calling. And until you remove, so walk in truth. What is God saying about where you are now? Endure some truth. God bless you. Father, I pray for your people right now. Lord, I pray that Lord, to turn away from the Lord, the very thing that hinder our souls, that pierce through our souls, that destroy the soul, Lord, we will walk in the spirit and have you reward us. The Lord, we are we are thankworthy of all your praise for the way we lived and represented Christ in Christ Jesus in this world. Thank you. Release the grace, Lord, that we may endure. The grace for your people, Lord, to endure, to understand it better, to serve in a better way before the world began. Let us be an alignment to the Lord. Let us walk in truth. That we may love the truth, imbibe the truth, and produce results of the truth. Father, we thank you.